Grab them grots and get those grenades. It's time for GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Everybody, welcome to a very experimental episode of the GeekCast Live podcast. I'm your host GCR, and with me, as always, Cartoon Joe. It's just the two of us, my man. Just the two of us building castles in the sky. Just the two of us. You and okay. Anyway, uh, I felt like Dan Friesen just then. I don't know who that is. Yeah, you do from Knowledge Fight. Oh yeah, okay. When he started, except Friesen. Except I didn't do the entirety of Will Smith's like Will Smith's back catalog. I just I just sang a little bit of that one song. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it's episode four sixty six. By the way, I think I should have said that instead of saying an experimental episode. But it's it's episode four sixty six of the Geekcast nice. Live podcast, and it's just the two of us tonight. Um, Rob and Nick are both. Uh, Nick's a little under the weather. Rob is in the middle of some stuff. Yeah, um, over the all, water, I think. yeah, all good. Uh, they're just taking uh, we got the helm this week. We won't be here next week. So it's the it's the Rob and Nick show next week. And who knows what that's going to be about. I'm kind of liking the uh, um, uh, Rob and Joe, Nick and Rye or Nick and Buck. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ryan, Joe. So, be, be, you know, we don't have many episodes left till the end of the year. Um, in fact, I haven't really even looked at that, but that's. You know, gosh, it's almost November. That's coming up soon. It's coming up. Um, so it's it's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight episodes left. So within that eight episode window, we're gonna have to have a Rob and Ryan show mm-hmm. and a Joe and Nick show, I think. Uh to I, I don't know, know, to close the box to make yeah. the sequence complete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had uh, a heist episode yet. We we got to do a heist episode. Um, man, is there anything else we're missing? Man, so that's 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 three of eight episodes are going to be uh, yeah. are going to be that. So like anyway, that. like I said, it's an experimental episode. Uh, we'll talk about the premise of that after I find out what's made you smile this week. Yeah, what has made me smile this week? Well, um, uh, our good buddy Danger and his his gal were up uh, very briefly. Pause. Pause. Yeah. Danger and his gal? And his gal. He has a gal? He has a gal. That's fantastic. Now, Continue. This is news to me. That's fantastic. I love that a lot. That makes me smile inside. Let's do we uh we like her. Good. Uh, not just put his business on the internet, but um <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah. We did the, the uh the Joe and Maddie seal of approval has been given. Um but uh, but yeah, uh, he's uh, he's he's looking for for work and uh, decided to take some vacation time. Well, he's currently unemployed, but uh, she took some vacation time and they came up and uh, uh, he interviewed with a place and uh, not sure that place is going to work out, but we'll see. And um, yeah, so it, it was it was good to see them. It was a real whirlwind. They got it like two o'clock in the morning Saturday. And okay. they, uh, they left at eight thirty this morning. Oh, so, that's a whirlwind. Was, uh, 
that's a, that's the, a oh, quick yeah, one. yeah yeah it's the uh it's the perfect amount of time um you know i i feel like i don't want to say any more uh on the recording about it but we uh, walked around, walked around Rogers Park, uh, which is where I used to live, where he'd like to live, uh, ate some fantastic Mexican food over oh, on Clark Street. That sounds good, doesn't it? Oh, my God. It was out of this world, too. Um, yeah. So that, that's that's making me smile this week. It was nice to see them. Nice to we played some board games, checked out the local game shop that we didn't even know existed until. Well, that's, that's a, that could have been what's made you smile in and of itself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was a really good time. So what about you? What made you smile this week? Um, you know, uh, I used to be really active on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, I had almost like an, like I had like Kickstarter impulse and we've talked about it, you know, where it's like, you want the board game, you want the thing. And you want it bad enough, you're going to spend the $60. Right. For $65, you can get it in hardcover. What's mm-hmm. five bucks? For $75, it can have like the alternate slip cover and the digital art book. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm already in for 65 I may as well be in for 75 And then you see that last tier that's like 95 and you're like well fuck that's only 20 more dollars that i'm already in and i get everything plus any stretch goals that come along so i'm in for 95 yeah and then there's if then there's an add-on for 15 dollars, they'll paint all the miniatures right and you're like well fuck i don't want to paint them so fucking yeah 15 bucks and then it's and then next thing you know you've backed this game that you or this thing comic book book nebulizer slip cover suit jacket that keeps your BMI or whatever fucking liver it is. Yeah. Um, A watch that doesn't tell time, but alerts you every 15 minutes. So you can feel time passing. (laughs) Right. But you never truly know what time it is. You just know it's at a quarter past or a quarter till or yeah. It's been 15 minutes. Is that a thing? It is a thing. It is. Okay. If it's it's not, if it's not, we will be uh, not recording this week. Sorry. And because this can't be released into the into the public, because this is this is your idea that you're going to make a bajillion dollars on. I want to yeah. watch that. Just I want to watch that alerts me. I don't even want every 15 minutes. I just want alerted. Um, I want alerted 24 times a day that within the last 15 minutes, an hour has elapsed. Yep. That's what I, but it's not even 15 minutes. It's on intervals. I just know that 60 minutes or so has passed since the last alert. Perfect. So I still never know it. Anyway, we do, yeah. I'm way off topic now. Yeah, I, sorry, I love it though. I bought, I backed a game called uh, The Great Wall in like 20, yeah. in like 2017. Yeah, that's the other key piece, right? You've spent. Because they sold more than they expected, it takes six years to get to you. Yeah. And now I've got just this huge package shows up at my house. But first, the like the rubber material where like, you know, like gaming mats, it's -hmm. not rubber, but it's like a silicone kind. I don't know. I got I got that one of those in a tube. It's like six foot by four foot. And it's this obvious board game 
And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because it didn't come with anything else. It came like on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I got this gigantic box. And I mean, a gigantic box. Oh, my God. For this game. It's miniatures. It's cards. It's resource chips. But then I, of course, because I was I got in at like the super early bird. Right. And part of it was if you back at super early bird, you'll get like um, all the stretch goals. Right. I've got like um uh what is the uh like the instead of like a little fake wooden block that's yellow, right? I've got something that looks like bull, like gold bullion. Cause it's like an upgraded resource yeah, package. Absolutely. Um, and it's like I got slip covers for cards, all my cards are holographic. It's like fucking it's insane. And I'm just pulling out box after box of, oh, the Black Powder expansion. Oh, the Iron Dragon expansion. Oh, I don't even know how to play the goddamn game. Right. Didn't even remember I had it. So then I start going through my Kickstarter. Like, what else do I have coming? Remember that game set a watch? Oh, my God. Yeah. They had an expansion. Uh, yeah. I got that this week. Did I back that? No, I, I didn't think I did, but I did. I got it. I had to set a while. It's very cool. It's very similar. It's actually where I thought it was just going to be like uh, an add-on to the existing game. Mm-hmm. You know how the box becomes the board? Yeah. It's the same thing. So it's like it's its own game. Oh. All right. I, I believe it's the same rules, just different character packages. Pretty cool. Interesting. I have another game coming. And, it's, right. a, and it's another game that I backed. Don't remember when not even sure what it's called but it's a game where you um uh you explore space and mm-hmm. each each there's like a main game and then there's planets so you can using the main board game and today let's play with planet xy it has <laughs> its own it has its own winning con- and the concept is is you're like a crash landed team of Auto, like randomly generated characters like you're the you're the tech you're the doctor uh you're the actual captain of the of the ship that went down and then this is your this is your surviving crew and you have to figure out how to survive on that planet or whatever the winning condition is for the game so we play it's all cooperative we play against the game and of right. course i kind of had the main game for 50 bucks with one planet or I could have got an extra planet for X amount of dollars, or I could have gotten all of the planets that they had for the game. Sure. So I did. Yeah. If you're in for a penny, you might as well. So I have like the main game and like 36 planets. And each planet is like its own, like, it's like a nice box. It's like a, it's like a real box. So I guess what's made me smile this week is the fact that it's at a certain point, four years ago, five years ago, um, I felt comfortable in the fact that I should spend like $300 on two board games. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're just now arriving. It was pre-COVID. Yeah, things were loose. So we were all going to get together and do things frequently. <laughs> right. Zoom didn't <laughs> exist. So we have, uh, we have games to play at some point. I, but, uh, uh, I canceled my pledge on the set of watch uh swords of the coin ah okay 
So you did play, then you said like, nah, I don't want it. I was like, ah, $75. Do I really have that right now? Is that what it was? Yep. <sighs> so I wouldn't. That's what I backed at. I canceled it. Oh, well, no. What did I back at though? Right. Well, that, that is the all in bundle. Yeah. All right. Uh, Fuck me. Which you probably didn't back at because it included the deluxe edition. Oh, then thank God. Is there like a $30 option that I most likely yeah, backed there's at? Like, uh, there's a $44 option that's just the expansion. Okay. So I, at 44, I'm 44 bucks is okay. I'll take 44 bucks. Yeah. 44 bucks is a decent bottle of bourbon. Oh, 30, $28 includes a copy of Swords of the Coin expansion. $28 is a bottle of whiskey I'll drink this next weekend. Right fine with that a bottle of whiskey i plan on just smashing this next weekend so that's fine <laughs> that's fine so that's what made me smile this nice i love it um okay so like i said experimental podcast um we had a lot of different topics to talk about we didn't know what to talk about this week so we kind of came down to like there's a handful of topics just so much going on all of a sudden all of the, all of the sudden and so uh, in, in talking, I think one of us said something like, how about we have like a mixed nuts kind of episode? And then we picked, uh, Joe had the great idea of six topics because there's generally six different nuts in a mixed nuts traditionally. Mm-hmm. Six topics, 10 minutes each. We are going to uh, set a timer. And when that timer goes off, you get to finish your sentence, you get to finish your thought, but there's no rebuttal. It's a hard break. We move on to the next nut. And maybe, you know, maybe. uh, Might be a fun new way to do this. It might be a fun new way to do like a, I don't know. It's like a weird banter cast. Yeah, it's like a focused banter cast. So here we go. Let's start. With peanut. Um, So the topic of peanut is uh, the speaker. We have a we have a new speaker of the house. We have a new speaker of the house. So such as it is. Whether you uh whether you like his politics or not, we do have a speaker. Our government is able to move forward, which at the most base level is a good thing. Right. right. Um, it's theoretically a good thing. Theoretically. I'm not I'm not I'm not certain. I'm not certain we should like the new speaker. I'm not. I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled by the choice. I, um, uh, what I like about the choice is that I feel like um, it'll be about two weeks before he has to actually govern. Mm-hmm. At which point they're going to um, oust him again. Well, the the best thing that happened is that after three three weeks of being jerked around by the chaos caucus, right? Um, they elected a speaker. Good oh. for them. And then they they immediately decided to take uh they're gonna reconvene on Monday. Take a long weekend, folks. You've earned it. Outstanding. So with a oh. with with the government shutdown fucking looming, we're gonna take we're gonna take an extra week off because boy are we exhausted. Yeah, we worked really hard to to narrow our, our field down from seven guys to one. It's after our, after our president in court was like that guy fucking sucks. Yeah, B- yeah, burn the witch, and then they did. Uh, um, it is I. Uh, he's gonna have to pass a continuing resolution, right? One would think he's gonna have to come into some sort of negotiation with the Democratic pre- uh, president and Senate, right? One would think. 
what we're assuming is that people like Matt Gates are actually principled people. Um, they're right. not. Yeah. Um, I think he has his principles. They're just, um, I'm not sure if they're lawful evil or chaotic evil on the alignment chart. I'm going to say, well, I guess he's using the rule of law. So could that, yeah, right. is that, is that lawful? Is it, or is it lawful evil? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I agree. I get what you're saying. Cause like normally when you say someone's principled, what you mean is they're a good person who has like high minded ideals, but I think he just has low minded ideals. No, I guess. I mean, like even bad luck is luck, right? So yeah. he's, he is principled. His yeah. principles are um, whatever benefits him is what my principle is today. Yep. I, uh, Wyatt, I, you're an Oak. It's that fucking, it's the fact that he, um, he will not do a continuing resolution unless it's his guy doing right. the continuing resolution or did this speaker say i'll stop that ethics probe but right. you're not gonna fucking vacate me guy so hey you got my vote um or is it just that the yeah when you when you elect an insurrectionist to the speaker of the house the insurrection um never stopped yeah, it's a, it's a continuing insurrection. Sure feels like um regarding like the 14th amendment, it sure feels like the house at this point is no longer responsible for governing itself mm-hmm. in terms of seating insurrectionists, at mm-hmm. which point the check on that, the balance on that ought to be the executive stepping in and saying, "Hey, Y'all are insurrectionists and arresting them and 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 taking them out of Congress. Right. But that's just me. I don't know. I'm not a big guy for executive overreach, but well, I don't think it's overreaching when. Where is the check? Out. There is. Does the check come from from? I don't know. I mean, because it it can't come from the Senate because the Senate uh, there the Senate is still part of the legislative branch, right? So it couldn't come from the Senate. It would yeah. have to come from the executive or the judiciary, right? I would think. Yeah. I don't, not a, uh, not a lawyer. I, I'm not either. It's also going to be interesting to me. I mean, so all these people are doing this because they, they, they've got to be in my head. They're in so deep. They have to be in. Yeah. And they have to do everything they can now to make sure that Trump can pardon them for all of their actions. Right. Because, because if he cannot pardon them for their actions, they know that they're going to prison for insurrection or sedition or conspiracy or defrauding the people of the United States, they're right. going to go They're They're uh, on the hook. So yeah. the only thing they can do is this. Yeah. Guys, guys that aren't, you know, oh, I'm always told that there's moderate Republicans, but today would say there isn't. Right. So they must think there's, too big of a risk to go against the guy who might put himself in as an autocrat. So I have to be seen as towing the line because I, I need to. Right. That's, I don't, I don't want to go to special prison underneath the secret police. Right. And but so, I also don't want to go to real prison under the not secret police. Right. So the only thing I can hope for is that when he becomes the guy, I can say, Hey man, I was there with you, dude. Yeah. I want to be the 
fucking Duke of Oklahoma or whatever. It's a shame. It's a shame we already settled on a show title because the Duke of Oklahoma would be. I really there. like the Duke of Oklahoma. Yeah, it's it's almost you know enough what? to make me. Yeah, fucking... the Duke of Oklahoma's mixed nuts or something. Or Duke of Oklahoma nut mix. I don't know. Duke of Oklahoma is our new brand. You're goddamn right, it is. On the uh, it's it's the uh, it's the only brand of nuts Josie Dorsey puts in her bar. If you if you want mixed nuts. Make them Duke of Oklahoma nuts. <laughs> it's like Duke of Oklahoma is like Omaha steaks. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, for good times, make them Duke of Oklahoma times. <laughs> hey, are you going to eat that Duke of Oklahoma peanut mix? Well, pass it on down. Yeah, I'm into that. Uh, oh, Saturday Night Live commercial. Yeah. So um, I, I think you're right. Eventually, he's going to have to govern. We're going to see what happens there. And yeah. I, is he's no more he's no more MAGA or extreme than Kevin McCarthy. He's no more MAGA or extreme than Jim Jordan. Um, right. I think he's a little more openly Christo fascist than them. Yeah. Um uh he's a man of the uh we you know you love him, the Southern Baptist community. Yep. So yep. you gotta look who uh today uh as I understand it, su- successfully defended the idea that the statute of limitations is up on all the sex abuse they did in the nineties. They won that. As I understand, I, oh, the conversation Christ. that's happening. Let me check the news real fast, but which uh, means that they have no incentive to change and right. they were changing. Yeah. But I saw, I saw a lot of uh, people in that community who were saying things like, you know, pastors in the SBC, you are not the SBC. You're free to leave. Right. It makes me think like, oh, it must have gone that way. Whoa. Uh, there's our, no update on this particular page. But anyway, and, go And on. our Speaker of the House is a member of that community. Yeah. Uh, esteemed organization. Yeah. He's a big fan of, um, he's a, uh, uh, he's anti everything that you could be anti. Um, he yeah. wants to, he, he wants to criminalize um, gay sex not their marriage. He wants that criminalized too, but just the act of any sort of homosexual uh, physical love making yeah. is illegal. Um, Isn't he opposed to like interracial marriage? Interracial well? marriage. He's opposed to contraception. He's opposed. He wants a, he wants a uh, nationwide. Ban- Speaking of principles, look, Roe v. Wade, that decision, I'm not saying it can't get an abortion, but that should be a state's decision. And I'd also like to pass a national abortion ban. So, um, he's one of of those guys principled. Um, yeah, yeah. Went real theocratic in his uh, speech today when he got his gavel. So that was good to see. It's good to see. Look, things are, uh, things are looking up for him. Things are looking up for him. It's a meteoric rise. I mean, look, he now has, he was the speaker. So he now has that salary that a speaker gets for the rest of his life. Um, He's Mr. Speaker. He probably gets a state funeral. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't I, I doubt Denny Hastert will get a state funeral. So maybe he doesn't get a state funeral. But he's he is in the annals of American history, the 58th Speaker of the United States. And so, I mean. Good wow. for him. Yeah. Do you get so like with the. um, With the rest like the normal house pension you have to serve for at least two terms before you get it 
Yes. You, you can't just serve one term and get your, your salary for life. No. Does he instantly get it, even though he's only served for like 12 hours? No idea. Okay, I was just curious. No, I don't know. Great question. Because I know that's the thing with like uh, Lauren Bober, right? Uh, right? If we can defeat her, she doesn't get her pension for right. life. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. It's very strange to me, though, that, um, you know, you look back on it. You know, we we talked about on the show, like vice presidents. If you were to, you'll always have to talk about him. If you're playing a, like name, the speakers of the United States, you'll always have to say this guy's name. Yep. Wow. Oh. Wow, indeed. Uh, Look at that. Almonds. Our flag means death. Ah. I have not seen the new season. What do you think of it so far? Is it really good? It it's um, good. it's better than season one. Oh, it hurts me. Yeah, it's much better than season one. Oh, I um, love one. Uh, I, that's not saying that season one was bad. No, 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 no. I'm just, it's, the problem is, is when HBO dropped the HBO and just became <laughs> X, I canceled my subscription. Right. And now when I buy back in just to watch Our Flag Means Death, um, I'm going to have to pay more than I was paying before. Yeah, I'll just do the one month and be done. Probably. The, uh, watch it. Um, Apple TV just raised their pricing I too. Heard. I think this I to, to, to six, six ninety nine. It was Apple TV was great because Apple TV kind of stunk because there, I don't think there was a lot on it. Right. What they had was really good. Like Ted Lasso was fucking awesome. Severance was really good. There's a couple other ones that I've been meaning to watch. Foundation is good. Foundation's good. Um, uh, and it, but what made it great is it was like three dollars. Right. And now they're fucking seven, and it's like well, fuck me. And you got Netflix going up to twenty something. And anyway, our flag means death. Um, it is. It should be illegal for a show to be that good. It's just as it's just it's it's, it's just that good. Fucking um it did what Ted Lasso did for um like men's mental health. Yeah, all right. Uh and mental health awareness and and to a certain extent like toxic masculinity yeah this show has done for toxic masculinity Excellent. this show has done for like like you can be a fucking pirate right and right. not and not but you know, like steed bonnet is the gentleman pirate you could be like a nice guy and yeah. there's nothing wrong with being nice or talking about your feelings or asking for help or saying you're hurt or crying or lashing out when you feel fucking angry. That's not a, a problem. Right. It's not, not manly because fucking Taika Waititi as fucking Ed teach is fucking cool as shit. Yeah. hundred percent. And his fucking, I wish, you know what? I got to look it up. I don't know his character's name. His like old right-hand man. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My brain is screaming Leslie Nielsen. And I know that that's it, wrong. it is not Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, what is his name? 
not Black Pete, not Lucius, not Wee John. Izzy Hands. That's yeah, gotta be his name, I right? See that that's exactly the same as Leslie Nielsen. He's the, he's this guy. He's like the yeah. mean guy. So he is the same character. I you know what? Fuck, I can't even tell you about it. I can't okay. tell you about it. I can't tell you about his character arc because when it happens, it's like, yeah, man. I feel like I've seen some either clips or uh, like screenshots of things that make me think that he has come around on Steed somehow. He like doesn't like Steed. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Um, But like. This is working, so it can't be wrong. Gotcha. Like it's like what you're doing isn't right, but if right. it's working, it's not wrong either. So it's like a, his character arc is fantastic. Um, nice. Lucius and black Pete may be the best couple in television history. Um, oh, Lucius, Lucius. He's the, uh, he was the guy who liked the scribe that at, yeah, the, end of, was, at the end of season one, he threw him over. The boat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Thanks. He comes back. Sorry, spoiler. I I was ninety nine percent sure he would come back. Everybody's back. There's there's everybody's back. But there's yeah. like episode two of this year of this season even, is even if he didn't so come funny. back, he would have been like, um, uh, he'd have been like Brocious. I'm Lucius too, my brother's twin. Exactly, and I'm the same guy. Exactly, and it would have just then said things like Lucius. <laughs> Lucius too. It, it would have just been a fucking throwaway joke. What 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 kind of parents? Uh, the kind of parents who raise a gay pirate. That's kind. Anyway. Right. Exactly. There's an episode in season two. Um, or there's an episode in season. Yeah, no, I said that right. There's a moment in season two, in episode two, that is so unbelievably funny. Like I like cackled. I guffawed. I laughed until I cried. And I don't even think it's supposed to be. It's not even the line in the sequence that is like the punchline. All right. But the way that the actors do it, the way that they deliver it, the way that it's the I, I, I rewound it. Unbelievably funny. And I am just. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of in love with it. And episodes, I think, come out on Tuesdays. No, Thursdays. There's Thursday. two. There's two episodes a Thursday. Um, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. You need to get on that on that mm-hmm. HBO. Maybe I'll bring my uh, I'll bring my iPad on vacation next week, and uh, mm-hmm. we can we can I, throw some episodes. I love out. that, but it's a show my wife and I watch together. Oh fuck it, yeah, we're not going to do that then. With her, not, but you thanks. you don't. That is sacred. Yeah, that is sacred. How many times have you watched a show? on your own and then said mm, can't go to episode two i gotta i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to eat a rewatch on episode one yep yeah but that's but that's it, fine uh i give it two episodes and then if i have to go back at that point i'm like ah, okay fine yeah uh silo i think is an apple tv show silo is is one of those for me i watched episode one was like i'm like on the cusp like i'm 80 percent sure that she'll like it so it's worth stopping right because if you can find a show like uh, we're going to talk about it later tonight, but uh, there's a show my wife and I are watching that we just love. It's a good show. 
So well, that, I, I'm really glad that the new season is at least as good, if not better than the first season. And yeah. that makes me happy in my heart. Cause I really, yeah. The, the idea that like, I don't know. It it is a fantastic show for for doing away with toxic 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 masculinity and um just like the idea that you could just be friends with other guys. Yeah. Like, like deep friends. Like uh you know not to not to put too fine a point on it but like the kind of relationship that women have with women. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we as men tend to invest all our emotional energy in our spouse. Right. Uh, and can't have that relationship with other men. Uh, this show does a great job of uh, breaking through that. Uh, big time. To, yeah. Like, and even like saying, like, like um, saying, Hey man, I love you. Yeah. Like, because I do. Yeah. Right? I love you. Um, it's not a, uh, like that show does, this show does that a lot too. And it's couched in like swashbuckling hijinks, yeah. insane amount of comedy, both physical and not physical comedy. The timing yeah. is great. The writing is great. It's a Taika project. So the idea of like, um, uh, like snappy dialogue, it's, mm-hmm. it's everything you want in. It's everything you want in a Taika project and it's fucking wholesome as fuck and cool as shit. And like I said, that one, mo- I hope I don't even want to tell you what it is because if, if you see it and have the same reaction, I'll mm-hmm. be pleased if you don't, if you watch through and you're like, hey, so what what was that on season on episode two? And you don't get it, I'd like to rehand it to you. Because yeah. it is <laughs> I don't god damn it, I wish we could talk about it. I thought you had seen it. I thought you would I would never have said let's bring this show up. Oh, gotcha. I'm if sorry. If you hadn't yeah. seen it. I thought for sure you had watched season two. Yeah, I just haven't got around to it yet. We've been watching a lot of Bake Off instead. The British one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the new season has started on Netflix. What's the allure? Uh, no, I know the allure. Yeah, I know the allure. Um, is it what I would say is is it good? Like I've never, like I've never so, had a I've never had a Chick Fil A sandwich. Is it worth it? It's I am not invested in it. It is a show where the joy I get out of it is the joy of watching my wife watch it, and I also okay. like, I like picking the people who I think in the first episode are the ones who are going to make it all the way to the end and like living and dying with them throughout the series. Um, And also judging people who I think are going to lose each episode is really like that guy has to go home. What? Why would they choose? Why would they not? Why why, his Macrones were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He had a terrible week. What do you, why why are you keeping him? Um, And this season has a delightful, uh, she's the first deaf uh baker they've had and so they got like a interpreter in the tent and she is like very very cute that's all it's fun it's fun show i also sleep a lot during it not (laughs) oh topic three the wall nut what a I'm guessing you haven't seen this show either. I watched the first episode tonight. In All right. Yes. That's but wonderful. I probably made it through the second episode, except I got a phone call. Um, okay. So it's, it's, it's the, the spiritual spinoff sequel sequel to the boys on Amazon prime. It's called Gen V. Yes. And um if you like the boys, you will like Gen V. That's like a, I- Hot take one episode in think I like it better than the boys. 
Oh, I uh, I don't disagree. Do, I, do you want my um? Do you want my theory as to why you like it more? Uh, please, because you've. I, I don't know this to be true. I, this is conjecture. This is why I think I have come down on the fact that I like it more than the boys. Uh huh. Because I was always a bigger fan of the X Men than I was of the Avengers. Mm. I'm an X Man guy. That's what Gen V yeah, is. Yeah, I can see that. I never thought of it that way, but yeah. Each one of these kids is nigh but a mutant. They all have different but unique, right. random superpowers that they got when they hit puberty. And they go to a special school for soups or mutant kind, where there's everybody there has a, a, a thing they do, a quirk. A thing that they do. I read minds. I fly. I control blood. Um, I shrink I, when I purge. I shrink when I purge and I grow when I binge, which is very cool conceptually. Yeah. But uh, I I think that's why I like it better than the boys, too, because it, it's the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I had enough time to chew on it to get there. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think you nailed it. Um, And I don't know. the. Um, Nothing against Starlight, who is kind of the protagonist of the right. boys. Nothing against uh, what's his face, uh, who's also kind of the protagonist of the boys. Uh, not uh, not Bill the Butcher, but like no, Huey. The other guy. Huey, thank you. Yeah, um, glad you got that before I said something. Like, like Howard the Duck. I know it's not yeah. that, but we're gonna go with Howard the Duck. Yeah, like plain face Jesus or whatever his fucking deal is. <laughs> You know, NPC guy, right? To do stuff, uh, but yeah, I uh, our speaker but, of the house. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Just an NPC. Perfect. Would he be speaker if his girlfriend got run over by a train? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't ran that string theory yet. Right, uh, but I, I just find I find um, uh, Marie Moreau more compelling mm-hmm. than either of them. I, I don't know why, but um. Her origin story is wild. Yes. As fuck. Um, gotta admit, I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. I knew we were about to see what her power was gonna be and how mm-hmm. it was gonna manifest, but did not expect that at all. Mm-hmm. Um Same. I love this team of X-Men. We got like a can control metal. We've got a um control blood we have a uh a shrinking and growing woman we've got kind of like a like a luke cage type um can't be hurt muppet man um and then the coolest power set i've seen on these shows um is like i'm uh i can shift between a man and a woman Right. Right. I noticed it too in the uh, in the first episode. Um when they're a man, they can take damage without taking damage. When they're a woman, they can uh give damage. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was consistent the whole time because the things were happening so fast. I've I've been it seemed really consistent, and I've been trying to figure out what it was. In my head, it was like the guy is super strong and impenetrable and but the girl is the same but with like psionic blasts or some shit yeah 
but I don't know. I think you, I think you nailed it better. Yeah. I, but that, it doesn't feel wrong. <laughs> I know but it's, it's um, they're the, like, they're the vibranium suits, but a person. Yeah. No, yeah. that's exact. Well, yeah. yeah. Good job. That's what it is. I, I, we did that. That was collaborative. Yes. Anding. Um, I had, I will admit I have never read any of the boys comic work. Me either. Like the comics, my, everything I know about the boys is like from the boys wiki. And yeah. so I, I have almost no interest. I really don't either. Um, I know that there's a lot more um, analog to like, I mean, Homelander is Superman. Queen right. Maeve is Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah. Black Noir is Batman. Right. Um, but there is a uh, Soldier Boy is Captain America, blah, blah, blah. Um, in one of these episodes, you meet a character named Tech Knight. T-E-K, right. Tech Knight, mm-hmm. um, who is a, uh, he is the, a, Bruce Wayne, Tony Stark mashup, a billionaire philanthropist. He's like a, the world's greatest detective. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got like a flying metal suit. Nice. He's, he's literally the, and he's like a billionaire play. He also is a sex pest. Of course. Everyone so, seems to be a sex pest in this. Yes. Like, well, he has no, a, he has like a compulsion. Like he, if he sees something that's like, basically shaped like something he could put his penis in he is compelled to put his penis in it oh gotcha yeah he's worse than all the others <laughs> yes and they don't they don't shy from it on his episode he is oh. a sex pest right i feel like you know in a show that's commenting on how not just a show a, a pro uh, a property that's commenting on on super supers or whatever if you were a superhero like they're they like they're being portrayed as, you would not see normal people or maybe any people as people. No. You know, you'd absolutely just you'd see anything and be like, flashlight. Right. Why not? You have a bill, you're a billionaire and a superhero. Yeah, you're a movie star. You're <laughs> you're fucking yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. Um I uh I'm I'm caught up. I am. Uh, th- it also releases on Thursdays. So normally my my Friday nights, normally I watch my one episode of Gen V and then how many episodes I have of. Um, Our flag means death. Right. So. Uh, looking forward to this next one, I think. Uh, I, I got it's going to be five, six episodes in by now. I don't know how many more we have left. I don't know how long the run is, if it's eight or 10 episodes or 12 or whatever, but it seems like things are coming to a head. Yeah. So um, it's got to be closing down somewhere. I I think season. And then I guess this episode or this season from what I heard, the ending of this season is the beginning of uh, the boys season four. Oh, all right. And then the boys seasons four is supposed to be the end of that is supposed to be Gen V season two. I really hope that Disney is taking notes so that they don't do the Mandalorian Boba Fett thing again. Oh, because this this feels totally different than that. Yeah. And a lot less of a letdown. And I haven't even finished the boys. So 
I'm not I'm not caught up on the boys. Well, yeah, the good news is, is you don't have to be up until no. uh like you don't have and that's the cool thing with Gen V. You you do not have to have watched the boys to watch Gen V. Um it might make a lot more sense. Right. If you do. I don't think you have to though. No, it's not a subtle enough show. <laughs> no. No, there's no subtlety to this show whatsoever. <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, mean I, I mean their Ant-Man character in last season literally does the Thanos move. Right. Right. So there's no subtlety. Yeah, I I can't remember if I've seen through season two or or the beginning of season three. I I remember I stopped watching whatever I was watching to go watch him explode that penis. And then came back. <laughs> so have you met? You haven't met Soldier Boy. No, I haven't. I've seen clips on like social media. I think Soldier Boy is a uh, he's a welcomed addition to the show. I'm yeah, a big I fan. I kind of dig him. Uh, yeah, not in like a. I'm not sure he's a good guy who you're supposed to like or admire. Kind oh of, no. But, and yeah, but he's a good care. He's a, he's a character that I'm not sure I love to hate yet. Like Homelander. I, yeah, I don't love to hate him. I absolutely love to hate Homelander. Yeah. Uh, he gets real fashy too. That's which you could have seen coming. I assume. Right. You know, it's kind of a theme of um, shows mm-hmm. that are um, very unsubtle in talking to us about, uh our current goings on in life yeah and yet some people still don't get it right (laughs) isn't that weird it's so bizarre how how don't they get it yeah i don't know oh excuse me how did they not how did they how did they not see that it's how do they not see that it's it's all all art is just um a reflection of what's going on around the world Anyway, speaking of which, let's talk about Brazil nuts, which uh, as a nut seems like a great segue from where we were talking based on because of the other name for Brazil nuts that uh, that you can't say. Oh, yeah, that I can't can't and won't. Yeah. Uh, not saying I didn't grow up hearing it. Yeah, all the time. Um, a little bit too much. In hindsight, maybe. Maybe too much. Yeah. But uh, how about the fall of the house of Sackler? I mean, Usher. (laughs) Um, So I just finished the pit and the pendulum. I think it's the penultimate episode. I think it feels like it's the penultimate episode. I believe it is. Have you finished? I have finished. Okay. Um, I don't want to go out there and say it's the best Mike Flanagan because I'm in it so that it makes me want to say it is. Yeah, it might not be. Midnight Mass is a. I still need to see Midnight Mass. Is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Um. And I haven't seen the Midnight Club yet, but Follow the House of Usher is extraordinary prestige television. It is. If it were on traditional television, it would be the only thing the entire world was talking about right now. Yes, 100%. Even with everything that's going on outside of fiction. Um, or maybe especially with everything going on outside. <laughs> that might be it. That might be it. <clears throat> this show is so well 
acted and shot, but it's so well written. There are so the way that they've taken the if you're thinking, I like Edgar Allan Poe, but I was never a fan of the fall of the House of Usher, so it's not for me. You're wrong. If you say, I don't like Edgar Allan Poe, so this is not for me, you're wrong. If you say, um, uh, there's no way you could tell a story that's just about the Father House of Usher, um, you're wrong and think that that's what this show is. Right. It is the entirety of Poe's catalog in one show. Yeah. Little references all over the place to fucking Poe in every fucking way. And I, I, it blows me away. Yeah, absolutely. And man, I can't, I cannot sing its praises enough. Um, and that's my problem. I almost, I like it so much. I'm not sure what to say about it. I know it's brilliant. It's really well, good. I don't want to just sit here and suck Mike Flanagan's dick either. You know, right. or, or just like, you know, uh, how about the way that they did, uh, this story? Uh, and it's like, the, I, you know what? I'll do the mask of the red, red death. They nailed it. Everything that they've done is, um, they've taken the story, stripped out everything, but the core point, mm-hmm. And then, uh, slapped that on top of, something that could happen right now uh, because of, uh, you know, uh, corporate malfeasance that's been going on for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to take, know. to take, um, so in the, in the story, the fall of the house of Usher, it's talking about, um, well, first of all, there's a, a, literally a house with a fucking crack through it. It's literally the house of Usher is falling apart. But it's also the end of the Usher line is what is happening in that story. It's the fall of the house of Usher, both literally and figuratively. Right. And when you compare that to, um, I mean, we're witnessing the fall of the house of Trump before our very eyes. Right. Um. A, a, a person who was untouchable, a person who had kids that were his firewall that are going away, um, uh, his lawyers who are turning on him, thinking that they could never all they would do. They just fix the problem and they couldn't get in trouble. Uh, there's a ton of parallels. And I it's it cannot be um, coincidental. No, and I can't remember. I think it happens in the last episode. Um, there's a great moment. And when you get to it, I have a feeling I'll get a text message. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. I mean, Frodrick is literally fucking Don Jr. Yeah, he's absolutely Don Jr. He's a fucking wired up cokehead, fucking New York fixer goon. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's an inept New York fixer. goon, Eddie, Right. Whose name is Frodrick. Right. It's not, but come on. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I would be shocked if every one of Poe's works aren't referenced. Well, I think most of his horror is referenced. I don't think that any of his detective stories are referenced. Oh, really? Yeah, because he invented the uh, the detective novel, too. See, I didn't know that. How do I not know that? 
I learned that today just now. Yeah. I just, I, I bought the, like, uh, the complete Edgar Allan Poe or whatever uh-huh. and started reading through it. And, uh, if you think that he is only a horror guy, uh, then, uh, you're going to be sorely disappointed or, uh, confused, but impressed when you get to the story about the guy who takes a hot air balloon to the moon. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I can't. It's the weirdest story I've ever read. I can't. More Poe for me. Yeah. I, I'm not against it. I just, it's not. Uh... Nothing like being a Poe guy who thought he's read a lot of Poe and then finding out there's stuff you had didn't know about that you can now go experience. So I'm totally cool with it. That's how I felt. Uh, it, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. He, he was a prolific writer. That's, well, I'll say about that. I mean, from Tamerlane is the daughter's name. That's a Poe. That's a Poe poem. Um, a fucking uh, Annabelle Lee. Annabelle Lee. Goldbug. Um, I just, it's so smart. And it is truly, I mean, imagine being in that room when they start kicking, you know, were they, were they watching the news and seeing everything that was happening and saying like, wow, did somebody offhandedly say it's like the fall of the house of Usher and Mike Flanagan went hot damn. And then they all went, one person one person then. in the room said it and it kind of got there was a pause that you could feel in the room and they all started looking at each other and somebody was like so we're doing it we're that's it that's the next project right and right. then it was like you know who was the one who said like we have to use the pit and the pendulum it's his most it's arguably maybe next to the raven his most face the one we all had to read in school right so how do we use that the fucking uh my favorite one and it comes up we uh so on on this freaking show with with travis mm-hmm. um throughout the months of october we do we change it from this freaking show to this freaky show okay and every episode with uh i find a public domain horror story and read it oh cool um and we almost always try to do at least one poe short story in every season and okay. Twice now it has been the Telltale Heart, and and this year it will also be the Telltale Heart because it's just my favorite. I really like to perform that one, uh, reading it. Yeah. Uh, so when when that happened in the in the show, I was just like, "This is the best." This was, and it was so perfect having her be uh, trying to invent like a a, a pacemaker, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. then having it slowly drive her insane. Yeah, the first little. Chirp. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, what's happening? I uh that episode was wild. Um I really think that the uh uh not pit in the pendulum, the one before that, the one with Tamerlane. Um yeah, Goldbug, I think. Oh uh, is it, yeah, it's called Goldbug. Um I think Goldbug is my favorite. Um that was a really good one. It's my favorite so far. It was uh it was yeah. that slow fall into madness or that fast fall into madness uh has been fantastic. Yeah. And I don't I can't they're all kind of we watch we never watched two in one night. Tonight we watched two. This was weird. I, they're bleeding together. Whatever one had Carla Gugina's character and and Madeline meet at the Usher house. Yeah. Man. That was powerful and fucking awesome. And mm-hmm. maybe we're saying too. Are we saying too much? 
we'll put a I'll throw a spoiler warning in at the beginning. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like you've spoiled anything because we're I feel like we're just dancing around it and just mentioning that that these things that obviously have to happen are happening. <laughs> yeah, don't don't be shocked when this happens because yeah, once you've seen episode one, I feel like you're going to go, okay, so these characters are going to meet eventually. Maybe episode two. Yeah. I don't have more to add, really. No, that was about 10 minutes worth of what we needed to add there. That yeah. was uh, that was damn near perfect. Yeah, truly. So um, my favorite nut, and maybe my favorite thing to talk about, the cashew, the cashew, if you will. Mm. And I do love a cashew. And um, got to talk about baseball. Tell me what's going on in baseball. I I looked today and saw that it's Astros Diamondbacks. It's Rangers Diamondbacks. Oh, Rangers Diamondbacks. Yeah. Yeah. They're out of like Dallas. That makes more sense. For some um, it's not what it is. Not what. Major League Baseball wanted. Um, there's no. It'll be. It won't be a very watched World Series. If you had the exciting whites of Philadelphia versus the most hated team in baseball, the Houston Astros, right? Um, you know, this is the first World Series since 2016. Since so, yeah, since 2016, that won't have either the Astros or the Dodgers in it. Wow. Um. The Astros have had a little mini dynasty going on here with the same real, same basic core of team or players on the team. They had their cheating scandal that just happened where no one fucking got in trouble. Um, everybody hates them. Uh, and then they, they, uh, you know, they, they, they hit the best player on the Rangers. The bench is cleared in a championship series, which is wild. Um, you don't want to face a suspension that you'll have to serve at some point. Right. Um, and you definitely don't want to hurt yourself. You know, you punch somebody in the face and you break a finger. Now you're what not playing in the world series. Cause you right. got in a fist fight, like a, with another grown man. Right. So fights in the playoffs are strange. The, the concept that fights happen in baseball is a little insane to me. I'm not saying it's not great television, but you're being paid millions of dollars to play a children's game. Why are you fighting? Because you just got hit in the small of your back with a 98 mile an hour fastball. That's not a bad reason to fight. I'm and, not and and you feel like it was for no reason or see, because I so I sent you I sent you the videos of yeah, of yeah. Chaz McCormick taking a hundred and four mile an hour ball to the fucking back of the knee. The inside of the thigh, it looks that like. that oh yeah, it was inside of the thigh. That fucking hurts. And yes, I would yeah. And that was done. They were winning like 11 to three in the seventh inning. How they didn't throw them out of the game. Because a lot of times if there's blood or if there's something going like there's rivalries, obviously. Right. Right. And if there's chirping in the media and then somebody who's getting chirped at has a fuck goes off and has a big game and they're fucking pimping a home run or fucking motherfucking people as they round the bases, things start getting chippy the umpires maybe the next game will give warnings yeah before the game even starts right basically saying that's your warning if someone gets hit with a baseball they're gone we've right. we've i've you've a preemptive warning right. and then sometimes you'll have guys go out there and like 
you'll you might have managers say, um, hey, you're coming into the game in the sixth inning. And the only reason you're coming in is because you need to the first batter you'll be facing is this guy who's been chirping. So you're going to put one in his back and then you're going to get ejected and you're going to get fined and you're going to have a four game suspension. But Got that's it. what you're, but that's what you're doing. You're going to fucking go put one in that his makes back. It, the, the like palace intrigue of it all makes it way more interesting. Well, yeah, because I, could, if it's just petty nonsense, it's like you're grown men playing a children's game. Well, and sometimes it is, sometimes it is petty nonsense. Sometimes what it is, is it's a team that thinks that they're fucking getting chirped at right. and they're not right. Yeah. And a dude, cause there's like situations, like if there was a, if the bases are loaded, you're not going to hit a guy on purpose. Like right. in that situation, I wouldn't hit him because it's going to force a run in. I'm not right. doing that. Yeah. Or, you know, if it was a, if it was a full count, right? So three balls, two strikes, I got to throw a strike to strike the guy out. I'm not going to intentionally hit him because I don't want to give him a base. Right. Right. Or if there's a two, if it's, if it's two strikes, I got you. Oh, and two, I'm not going to hit you. I'm almost ready to strike you out. Right. Sometimes you just get hit by a pitch. Yeah. And it's not on purpose. Right. And you see it. Uh, hundreds of times a year and dudes will get by a pitch and they'll just, they'll walk down the first. A lot of times you'll see a, a pitcher go like, Hey man. Yeah. You know, and a, a case of champagne gets sent to his hotel room or some right. shit. But a lot of times, and it's the only way to, it's the only way to, I mean, it's the only way to police the game. You can't just like tackle a dude. Right. Right. But you'll have a guy that'll like do a hard That's slide so in the, like a hard slide in the second base. Yeah. Or if if a second baseman gets cleated hard when there was no reason for it, and it might not be that game, it might be a month later that dude will step in the box and he'll take one against the fucking dome, right? Like, yeah, it's coming, motherfucker, at some point this year because you just did a stupid thing. A lot of times pitchers will do it, um, and that's the problem too. Is if you're like the good player, best player, star player on a team, if one of your teammates fucks up he's most likely not taking the ball to the fucking ass cheek. Right. You are. And now what? Right. And there's a lot of times, there's sometimes where umpires don't do the preemptive warning. So it's a judgment. They're they're the umpires. They know how it works. It's a judgment call. And they'll have to say like, I don't think it was on purpose or it was on purpose. Fuck out of here. But. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah, what baseball, else about baseball playoffs was sucked. Gotcha. I mean, the the previous series with the Phillies when they beat the Braves was awesome, electric. And then the first two games of their series was in Philadelphia, and they were hitting the baseball a million miles, and it was electric. And that place was rocking. Right. Then they just got fucking swept. It was just boring. It was it was it ended with two terrible game sevens. I mean, game seven is supposed to be exciting. It's all or nothing. Loser right. goes home. You've your equals. And this is the game to go to the World Series. It should be like a three to two game. They 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 win dramatically. One game was four two, and the other it was an it was over before it fucking was over. The other one was eleven to three. Ugh. It is just a fucking and now it's a it's a it's a playoff of two teams that no one gives a fuck about. Right. Yeah. I have a tiny attachment to the Diamondbacks. Only because that was the first baseball team I played on in Little League. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I was an Oriole. Nice. 
Yeah. And then I think I went from them to the White Sox in the Fowler Fowler League. Yeah, the uh I just thought, you know, I want to talk baseball with it. You've been trying to, I think it seems like you're trying to I am like, trying. trying to get into it. Yeah, it was a lot easier when the Cubs were still playing and I was getting notified. Sure. Like, hey, the game's starting. Oh, <laughs> right. Right. You know, now that now we're in the playoffs and it's just because I'm not following either of the teams. I'm not getting any notification. Right. A lot of times, if you're uh if you ever want to take a flyer on it, when you go down like if there's a day game or if there's a if there's a game at Wrigley, mm-hmm. um if you wait till like after the first inning and go to like the ticket counter, if they mm-hmm. have unsold tickets, you can just get them right there at the gate. Nice. And they're and they're like face by so it's like $45 or some shit and you just go get to go to the game. That's not bad at all. You could also do the same thing on StubHub as the game gets closer, 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 closer. They get cheaper, 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 cheaper because they want to offload them or they eat them. So if you wait till right before game time, you could buy a $25 ticket to the bleachers. Click. Nice. If you're ever free on like a Wednesday at one. Yeah. And there's always Friday day games. That's the best. Yeah. Friday, Friday afternoon at Wrigley is might have to switch my Sabbath day from Monday to Friday. <laughs> I think it's uh I'd love to take you to a game if you've never been to Wrigley. I would if, love to go. No. Or if you've never been to a pro pro game at I've, all. I've been to a couple of White Sox games with okay. like Travis. Uh because he has like an uncle who was a season ticket holder. Okay. And I've been to a couple of Braves games in Atlanta with robotics in high school. Oh cool. So, well, you, you know, I'd love to go to Wrigley. It sounds like a great time. You're, uh, you're blessed and you're healed the first time you step into Wrigley field. So I can't wait. It's a, it's a baptism, man. It's, it's a, it's, it is my happy place. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what this, if you want to take and say like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do a season where I'm like a Cubs fan Mm -hmm. or a baseball fan. It starts, oddly enough, it starts this December. All right. That's when the winter meetings happen, where all the GMs and owners get together and all the sports agents for all the free agents are down there. And that's where all these like big name guys who are in a contract year or are free agents. That's when teams sign a lot of the like the big name guys get signed during the winter meetings. And it's it's just daily journalists down there being like, Hey, I'm hearing a lot of buzz that this guy's going to this team. And then there's like a break where the media gets to dissolve what just happened to their team. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's spring training into the baseball team. Nice. Good to know. I'll keep an eye. It's 10 minute things. Fantastic. Yeah. I really like Moving it. Moving right along. We're into the, what are we, what are we doing next? We're doing hazelnuts. Isn't not a nut that's in many nut mixes I've ever had, but you know, love it. it's weird because I thought the same thing, but when I Googled top six nuts in a mixed nut, hazelnut. Yeah. I'm into it. I, I love a hazelnut. I'm not going to lie. I, I have no problem with it. Yeah. And so, uh, other things I also love uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty's back. It's back season seven. Yeah. It is. Uh, I've seen the first episode. It's different. It is. And I can't put my finger on it. There's like an energy that's not there. It's a different vibe. It's a, and it's, I thought at first it was that the voices are just 
a little off for yeah. Rick and Morty. But I don't think that's it. I think no. that is some of it. Yeah. And it's not so much. It's I think it's for me, it's more Rick than Morty that's off. Mm-hmm. But it's and it's not off enough to really. Once you listen to it for when you first hear them, you're like, that's weird. And then as yeah. the episode goes on, you don't hear it anymore. Right. But that's not what's off. No, it's like uh, the only thing I can think of uh, is it's like Royland must have been bringing some kind of like crackhead energy mm-hmm. or cuphead energy yeah. to, to the characters. That's just not there. Yeah. Well, we knew, you know, he was like a, a method guy. I mean, he was drunk. Right. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. But so like, I like the the storyline was fun. It was a little like you could tell it's Dan Harmon is alone at the helm now with how poopy got his poop back. Right. Um, I, I thought that was a fun episode. The most recent episode, um, I think like from a like a writing perspective, it might be one of the best written episodes they've ever done. Okay. Uh, if I may recommend it that way, it is a really, it's a, it's a, the, the concept is, and, and I don't think I'm, I'm spoiling anything. If you've seen like the uh, next time on Rick and Morty clip, yeah. Um, the concept is Rick and Jerry, uh, they don't do a full body swap like a freaky Friday. They do like a mind shuffle. <laughs> so it's it's still Rick, but he in his head is yeah is uh he's got some he's got some Jerry brain Jerry. He's, got some, he's got some of Jerry's mind all gummed up in his brain, and Jerry gets some of Rick all gummed up in Jerry's brain, um right. and it kind of evens them evens them both out, and they oh. um not to give too much away, but they realize they have more in common than they don't. Uh, it brings some fundamental changes to them as characters that is interesting and kind of fun to watch. But just, I was wondering what I was going to watch tonight. I think I might have just, I might just catch up on Rick and Morty. I think Jerry episodes or Jerry centric episodes are my favorite episodes. Yeah. And this, this is a good one for that. I think. Um, I, I do like, I, my, I think my favorite Rick and Morty are, um, I'll, I'll give you like my three faves and yeah. not episodes, but like things. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love when they have to do the episode where it's like, uh, like inter- or interdimensional cable where mm-hmm. they just have ideas that they really want to use, but we'll never be able to shoehorn them into a show. So let's just do like a clip show. Yeah. I like when they do the clip show. I think that's fun and creative. Absolutely. I love Rick and Morty episodes where the central storyline is not Rick or Morty. Yes. It's Summer, it's Beth, it's Jerry, it's um Bird Person. And then my third one, I love and we haven't seen any of it at all this season. Um and it's kind of like the X-Files for me. X-Files would have like Monster of the Week mm. for like 2 weeks in a row and then the third one would be like this through line, subplot, storyline, you know, um, there's this evil Morty that's out there and there's the Rick that's out there. Who's trying to like, he's trying to find the Rick that killed his wife. Uh-huh. Um, 
every once in a while, it'll be an episode that's about that story. Yeah. And it, and it progresses it. I'm looking forward to that season's, this season's that. Same. Yeah. I, in my head, my head canon is that I call them canon episodes. Oh. I'd like to call them that now. Please do. <laughs> Let's see if it catches on. Well, I mean, now I start thinking about other shows like what other shows have canon episodes where there's like how I met your mother seems like it'd be one. Yeah. Yeah. Like where there's like an important plot point that carries forward into other episodes. Right. If not the season or the series. Yeah. Um, Filler or whatever. I don't know. In Rick and Morty, Rick is the original Rick. Right. But we know that Morty's not, that Rick's Morty. Correct. I don't think that Rick has a Morty. Oh, is that because my impression of his backstory is that Beth died as a child. And then he found out a way to go to like different dimensions and found out that there is a world out there where, where Beth grew up and Beth grew up and got married to Jerry and had a Morty and Mm -hmm. So he killed that Rick and became that Rick's, that Morty's Rick. Yeah. Or like, or he went to another timeline whenever that Rick died or. Right. Yeah. Well, and actually that Rick is, uh, it, it's a, a, from the, I don't know how much of the last few seasons you've watched. I think uh, all of it. Okay, great. So that the Rick that killed his family is Morty's original Rick, the, the show Morty's original Rick. He oh. is so uninterested in having a family that he's actually more Rick than our Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's, I know that it's like, I think it's died down to where people are like not idolizing Rick anymore. Like, I don't yeah. see a lot of like the, the McDonald's fucking Mulan sauce shit yeah. happening Thank- anymore. I think that's gone. I think that might be. Um, with Royland being gone, maybe that's helped. But even that's only been this one season, though. Because even like last season, it seemed to be toned down a lot. Yeah, I think the fact that it takes so long for them to get a season out. Yeah, especially since there was that huge break because he was trying to negotiate like ten seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I, I think a lot of people, I, I think the kind of people who have meltdowns over Szechuan sauce are the kind of people who do not have the patience to wait for a new season for more than six months. Right. I think that's what happened. I think there's just a lot of like, oh, I'll move on to something else. I'm going to go watch uh, Steven Crowder or some shit. Steven Crowder. Don't. Just watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. Be yeah. a weird Rick and Morty stan and know everything yeah. about the show. Yeah. Um. Do you think, have you noticed without Royal in there that they do less of the, uh, like, that's planet Schmorp lap. Yeah, they haven't really. Although I think the, uh, there's a, there's a character who's like a mob boss in this latest episode <laughs> who his name is like, like Chubbly Swington or something like that. So they still have names like that, but it's not quite as... Uh, Royland's always seemed like um, it wasn't in the script. He was supposed to just sit. He'd be like, um, Lorblin, 
it's blur right. yep we call it because there's even episodes where it's like yeah blurblin that's what we call it now blurblin right blendon blandon yeah blendon blandon yes yeah. man i forgot he was involved in that too yeah we don't have to hate it it's the it's death of the artist yeah yeah so i uh i do like i like to see i was a big fan when they got the crew together with uh squatch and Birdman and Mr. Poopy Butthole and it's a really fun concept. Like uh uh and then I liked that they just grabbed like the random guy. And he was like when they're at the part and they're like Hugh Jack, and he's like, hey, and he goes to that guy and he's like, No, he's my he married my cousin. Right. <laughs> and he and the dude's a partier. The dude's in. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he becomes like I hope like he's in next, he's in next. I hope he's there as frequently as bird person. I, yes, please. Yeah, I, and also, I, I don't know if you watched the credits. That was Hugh Jackman playing himself. I was it really? Yes. Good for Hugh. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. I would never have thought. No, I, thought I thought for sure that was sure somebody else. Had a really good impression. Um, but yeah, it said like starring or guest starring or whatever. Hugh Jackman. No was, way. Like, yeah. I now I. I didn't verify beyond I I'm choosing to believe they're telling me the truth about who voiced the character in the credits that the league <laughs> is obligated to put up. <laughs> all right. It's uh it's our last topic, Joe. It is it is uh it's the almond. And it's uh this is the last episode, this is the episode before Halloween. Yeah. And uh I so I think we should talk about Halloween. Where's it rank up there for you as far as holidays? It's a holiday I really enjoy, but very rarely get to participate in. Wow. Yeah, what was the last time you dressed up for Halloween? Um, 2015, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was, or I, I can't remember if it was 2015 or it was further back. Anyway, it was the year that Travis bought his house. He had a Halloween party. Okay. And I went to it and I dressed up for it. So I, uh, Halloween around here is during harvest. Right. And so what you get on the night of Halloween, if it's not like a rainy, snowy night, is you get a lot of moms and their kids. Right. Walking around doing Halloween because a lot of dads are in the field. Gotcha. And uh, so Halloween around here, you can't really have like a Halloween party. Right. Because everybody like, when are you going to have it? When it's Thanksgiving or when everybody's harvesting, no one's coming to your Halloween party in the middle of October. Right. So. Uh, I've always wanted to have like a halfway to Halloween party, which is like June 15th oh, or something. What a brilliant idea. Genuinely. So you have you, you know you come to my house and it's a costume party. It's halfway to Halloween. My yeah. problem is, is that I. um uh, it's for me. I need focus for right. something like that. And so I need to know what the, th the theme is so I could pick my costume. Right. But then am I the asshole? Should I just let people dress up however the fuck they want to dress up for Halloween? Or should I make them be Disney characters? I like to have direction so that I don't just like look at my closet and go, well, there's a hat I haven't worn in a while. I'll, I'll be, be Bowler Hat Boy. 
Right. I, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a bow tie on, and I'm gonna have this equestrian stick. I'm just, I mean, I'm gonna find myself a blue T-shirt that's too small, some red shorts, a top hat, and I'm gonna be Mister Poopy Butthole. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Because but I go to Ryan's house and say to his kids, "Hey, hey Mister Poopy a, Butthole." I'm, you all know me as a guy who's kind of a pastor and a weird dude who hangs around your dad. And I'm Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> the theme is animated characters, Joe, feel free. Yeah. But I've always, that's been my thing is I've always like Halloween. When we lived in town, Halloween was our holiday. Yeah. Um, we lived on this really cool stretch of road in the town and there was like a house that was Halloween was their holiday. And then we just out Halloween them, but we always had a theme. And the, the three that really stand out for me is we, uh, we had a, a zoo theme one time and everybody had to come as a zoo animal. Right. And we had cordoned off our yard. There was like a walkway in the middle of our yard that went up to our stairs to our porch. And we had cordoned off the yard to where when you walked down that walkway, you had to walk past cages of people. And so like you had like lions and tigers in a cage and you had like a rhinoceros and we were, and we'd like make animal noises and uh, awesome. people were dressed as zookeepers and it was cool as shit. Yeah. Then we had a, um, a Disney theme and we made this big backdrop with Mickey mouse heads and everybody was, there was a Disney character. And right. I remember it was, we had a spotlight and we had little girls coming up and take it. So like all of my female cousins were there and they were all different Disney princesses. Yeah. And so right. little girls were coming up and taking a picture with Cinderella and snow white. And, and they were like going out of their minds. Like, Oh my God, that's bell. It's bell. It's bell. And it's just my cousin, Jordan, you know? Right. Uh, I was Pumbaa, which I thought was fantastic. Um, The highlight, though, was when I took the spotlight that was in my yard that was on the backdrop for the Disney princesses and swung it up to my porch, the roof of my porch. My brother was there with his hands on his hips like fucking Peter Pan in a a head-to-toe Peter Pan, green tights and everything, and he started crowing like a fucking rooster. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, the fucking kids were going out of their minds. Absolutely. was wonderful. The next year, the theme was Christmas. And it was the best thing we've ever done. As my wife's family and my family came together to throw Christmas in the middle of Halloween. All these spooky decorations and kids dressed as zombies. And we had a Christmas tree and Scrooge. And uh, we had a Santa and a Mrs. Claus and some elves and reindeer and we decorated the house for Christmas, which we were going to have to do anyway. It was almost time. So we just spent the time to do it, played Christmas music, had fake snow. Awesome. It was fucking with people. Like people were coming up being like, I don't get it. Try harder. That's what I was like. What don't (laughs) use your, like, just look at it. And there you go. You got it. (laughs) I really tried to get Nick to come down and be Jack Skellington. Oh man. Um, but he, oh, he wasn't available. Could you try again? No, Siri. I don't need you to look up Jack Skellington. I also couldn't get the sign off that was too Halloween for what we were doing. And while mm-hmm. I agree, I also I, I was under protest. Oh, 
the idea that Jack Skellington's to Halloween for Christmas? Yes. They know that he stole Christmas. And brought it to Halloween Town? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think maybe I was the only one who watched the movie. Fair. But uh, I'm, I'm on the same way, same way like this. Yeah. I live out in the country now. I don't get trick-or-treaters. There's right. no reason to do any of that. So yeah. a halfway to Halloween party is what I want to do. But uh, I like really... first. What I want is I don't want anybody to phone it in more, yeah. more than themed. I don't want, a f- I don't, I want show up and I want to go like, wow, you are the bride of Frankenstein. That's fantastic. Right. But if it's themed, there's no guessing who you are. Right. right. Yeah. I get to say like, if it's, if we do a Wes Anderson Halloween, yeah. I know who you are when you get out of the car. Right. I love that. But you got to do a theme that's big enough and broad enough if I got 50 people. Right. And that's why I think the first thing you do is Disney. You revisit it. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. It's Everyone very easy. Everyone has a Disney costume. Go to Amazon and type in Disney character adult costume. It's $30. It'll be at your house tomorrow and you're set. Yep. And then we could do the, like, if I can get a picture with all the Donald Ducks. Yeah. All the dudes who decided the shirt cock it. And little sailor hats. I was just about to say you could rent out like the 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 Fowler Theater and like have people come up and get candy. And then you said the number of guys who show up shirt cocking it is Donald Duck. And I went, nope, can't have that. Can't be in public. Uh uh-uh, uh, no kids here, not at all. None of them go away. <laughs> but it would also you'd also be able to say like, okay, we've got four, we have four Gastons. Right. So if you could all get in front of the TV here, so we could all get a look at you, and then we're gonna vote. Who was the best guest on? Yeah. That's why I think Disney works. Right. I agree. But then I kind of want to get abstract. Like, what if the theme was purple? Yeah. What did you say? Shapes. Shapes. I thought you said grapes, and I said purple. And I was thinking, dude, that's fucking wild. Ah, I wish. Shapes is a good one. I would love shapes. How, what would you, what would you do? Uh, I would, I would do a circle, I think. And I think my would wife would do a Two dimensional? Would you just yeah. dress in a circle? Yeah, I would just have like. Well, that, or you wouldn't be a sphere. No. Okay. Yeah, I would be a circle. I mean, it would, it wouldn't be, it would technically be a cylinder, I think, because otherwise I couldn't fit in it. <laughs> but it's, your shape would be a cylinder. Yeah. <laughs> but from the front, you'd be like, oh, that's a circle. And then I would turn to the side. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. My bad. Cylinder. My bad, it's a cylinder. <laughs> That's such a fun joke. From the front, it's like you're just wearing a, a circle. And then you and I'm like, oh, cool joke. So <laughs> then you turn sideways to shake somebody's hand, and I'm like, cylinder. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Oh, god damn. <laughs> That's Oh, what a fun joke. That's something that would be off of fucking what I'm geeking on this week. Uh, yeah. So, we yeah. There? Well, we, uh, I, uh, would you like the last word? Uh, no, I, I'm good. I had it anyway. <laughs> um, so that was a mixed nuts episode. That was six topics, 10 minutes a topic. Pretty oh, succinct. Right. Pretty sweet. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah. We covered a lot of ground. 
I'm happy about that. I like yeah, it. We should do more of those, I think. We right? should. It's it's again, it's focused. Yeah. Uh what are you geeking on this week? Um, oh, probably the fall of the house house of Usher. Yeah, okay. Pretty easily. I I uh I crushed that last week. And um it it's just such a good show. And I had sent you guys a text about it after I watched the first episode, and I knew I wouldn't I knew you guys would have either found it organically or I didn't need to sell you on it. But I felt after watching an episode that this is so good. I need to like, I have to, I almost wanted to like, whatever you're doing now, stop, watch Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. Which uh, is what I did with the Wes Anderson Roll Doll story. Yeah, you did. I texted you that and you were like, okay, that was great. What's next? <laughs> yeah. It was perfect. Perfect bite sized. Fall of the House of Usher was tough because it's an hour an episode. Right. Uh, but I did it anyway because. I don't know. I'm bad at my job or something. I watched a lot of it at work. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so good and it's so well acted, so well written. Um, I would not have watched it without your text, not because I was uninterested, but because um, I just, it's so hard for me to watch a horror thing. Um, yeah. Cause my wife doesn't like them. My, 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 she, and in, in fairness to her, she has very vivid, easily remembered nightmares sure and the only time we could watch it together is at night so like how about i guarantee you have bad dreams for a week doesn't that right. uh and then you know you get to the black cat episode and she would have been like should watch the rest of this yeah i'm like but there's no more animal deaths Too bad. i uh so my wife um loves like She's one of the like she's like one of those uh true crime white women. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, but she also loves which is strange because like we don't watch horror movies. Right. She loves them. Like, I which is it's such a weird thing. She loves horror movies? She loves horror movies. Oh, I didn't know that. She never watched them growing up and uh um doesn't like when we decided to watch Haunting of Hill House. Another yeah. Mike Flanagan when it first came out, I was like, "You want to watch this? Okay, that's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm in. Let's watch she it." Have to come on and talk horror movies sometimes. She loved it. She loves yeah. them. Like when she was like, "Hey, is that Fall of the House of Usher show coming out?" And then I asked her. I said, "Like, so have you ever read Edgar Allan Poe?" And she goes, "No, I wouldn't like it." And I said, "Um, why? Uh, do you like this? Because if you like this, then yeah, you would fucking love it." And she said, "Okay, you're probably right." I don't like to read. And I was like, okay, well, fuck, that's fair. Just, and I was like, just so you know, if you ever decided, Hey, I want to get into reading, um, you'll like Edgar Allan Poe's shit. Right. So if you feel like you want to start there, you could, and you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to decide how much time I want to commit to helping your wife experience Edgar Allan Poe. No, I, because I, I have, uh, I know because of the this freaking show and, and this freaky show, I have five or six recordings in the bag already of me reading The Raven, The Telltale Heart, The Mask oh, of really? the Raven. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's only three. Maybe it's only those three. I'd like but, to have them anyway. Yeah. So I, I could go find those episodes and then like cut it so that it's just that because I don't know what bullshit we're talking about in the episode. But. That'd be cool. Yeah. So 
I think we're planning. We're we're talking about. Uh, we're trying to expand our YouTube presence over there. So he was talking about editing all of the freaky. We call it the freaky tales segment. All of the freaky tales together into one big freaky tales collection. Yeah. Um. So far, but I don't know how he would organize it or anything. I don't. I confess I don't really want to be in charge of it. <laughs> Fair enough. I like I like to be the Andy Richter on the show and just show up, do my thing, and leave. <laughs> but I digress. What are you uh what are you geeking on this week? Um I don't know if I mentioned it to you guys in the show last week or not, but I finally just bit the bullet and subscribed to Dropout. Oh yeah. Um my favorite show is Make Some Noise. And I found that um I had to stop watching some more news. Um, I think it just put me in a dark place. Right. Yeah, I had to take a break. I, yeah. I had to, I was watching it and like, and I was like, I was like, Oh, let's go back and rewatch old episodes. And cause I yeah. want to be able to brush up on why I don't like fucking or why this is important now. Or you ever notice, uh, I don't know if you do this, but I noticed this week that I sometimes will like, do a bunch of research, decide something, and then forget all of the research I did. Yeah. Just remember the decision. Right. Yeah. I, I, yes. But I had, I had to, so I normally, I hot tub every night. Yeah. And and I would watch the newest Some More News and I would find myself, I was doing it like every night. I was watching a different Some More News episode and it's funny and it's informative, but I was like, I, I think it was, I needed a break. Yeah, and yeah. I was tired of watching the same shorts of make some noise, drop out of make some noise of whatever. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I need something else to watch while I'm out there anyway. And uh, but a half hour in the hot tub is perfect, which is one of those episodes of either Game Changer or Some More Noise or Don't right. Laugh when I do the news or whatever the fuck that is. Um, oh yeah, the Don't Don't Laugh News. Uh, so I just it's like perfect. It's a timer. It puts me in a much better mood. I'm happier. I laugh. Um, and I've just been really grateful for it. And it is so funny. Josh Rubin is. He's fantastic. He's I really, like him really funny. I think my favorite thing about him is he's always like closest to Sam on make some noise. He's he's for the first one introduced. Yeah. And they, they like it's it's like when it's him and Zach Oyama and Brennan Lee Mulligan, oh, the best. It's it's absolutely the best. They were they're so good and they're so different in mm-hmm. their Zach is a very physical, funny guy. No. Josh is a noise dude. And yeah, I did it. <laughs> yes. But my favorite is when they say, like, he'll say, Josh, and he'll go, Yeah, no problem. <laughs> they'll give him a problem and go, Yeah, no problem, no problem. Okay, no problem. <laughs> right it's his his like weird confidence like he's just he's that i he doesn't like uh don't ever say no figure yeah. out so mm-hmm. like it'll be like a barista who just served nick nolte his own shoe and he's like okay no problem no problem yeah i got that okay no problem i love that yeah um but i'm just fall like i've decided to i'm going to start watching one of the uh like the uh what do they call them they're the like the D the D games that you can watch people play them yeah dimension 20 I dimension think. 20 i've been i decided i just don't know which dimension 21 i'm gonna watch because there's like 10 and they're there's uh, yeah, like I, I can't even make a suggestion well I, each episode is like two hours and 20 minutes and there's yeah. 40 of them 
Right. It's a fucking entire campaign of D. I I can't do it. Yep. And I want to watch one because I just I love Brendan Lee Mulligan. I fucking think he's awesome. His Sauron Trump thing that he does, why he isn't why he hasn't been on Colbert to do it. Why Colbert hasn't said like, and now dropouts, Brendan Lee Mulligan or whatever he would call himself. If not dropouts, I don't know. But yeah, I I think it would because they officially killed College Humor as a brand. Um, You can. uh, It's forty nine dollars for a year. So it's 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 less than four dollars a month. So I figured, fuck it. I'm going to watch it. There's a ton of content, a fucking ton of content. Well, they have the entire College Humor catalog Mm -hmm. plus. I think now four years of shows. Yep. And they've and, got, uh, like, you ever watch Dirty Laundry? No. That's a really fun one. Well, that's, um, I mean, I, there's shows it, I haven't even watched. I yeah. don't even know the concept. It's uh, it's a talk show where uh, Lily Dew has three guests. Uh, Grant makes a cocktail and it's a, um, it's a, it's a, it's a balderdash. It's who here did this embarrassing thing. Oh. And if you get it right, uh, if you guess correctly, you have to, you get a point. If you guess incorrectly, you don't get a point. The person who did the embarrassing thing has to drink. Yeah, that's perfect. It's great. It's really fun. And it's a oh, fun. So, so Grant just isn't drinks. Yeah. Uh, quite often. Yeah. Um, yeah. So drop out. I, uh, I would recommend it. Um, a yeah, super, uh, it's it's up there for me with I would have to really think hard if I was going to spend a weekend with the cast of Dropout or my guys from Cracked. Yep. What uh what uh what vacation I would go on. It would be a really hard decision for me. I I desperately need them to do something together. Yeah. So that we could just make it one weekend. Yeah. I think you pick Cracked if what your plan is to do like to do like DMT and then um you, you need- and drink heavily. I yeah, think you, you need crack. Robert Evans to be like your spirit guide. If there ever was one. Yeah. If we did a spirit guide draft, he would be someone's number one pick. Yeah. If I had the number one pick, he'd be my number one pick. I would say it'd be whoever gets to go first right. is getting Robert Evans. I'd pick Robert Evans. Yeah. So anyway, if you like this, you want to hear more of it, uh, go to wherever you listen to us. Give us five stars. Oh, and... Tell us if you liked the concept of mixed nuts. Yeah. And your favorite nut. Yes. Pecan. No. Cashew. It's cashew. Pistachio. Fuck. Pistachio. Mm, I feel like it's pistachio. Especially when you get that one pistachio that's like half rotten and it tastes like a ham sandwich. Fantastic. Yep. yep. I don't know what I like about it, but I like that about Fucking it. Fucking love it. It's like, my. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Goody. Like that doesn't taste right, but it doesn't taste wrong. But it tastes really good. <laughs> uh tell us your favorite nut. Oh yeah, find us on all the socials. Uh uh-huh. we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're I don't know where else we are. I, I think that might be it. That's basically it, I think. We have a website, it's violentpress.com. Rob uh, made it. It's on Spotify. We uh, are on Spotify. Yeah. Every episode on Spotify somehow. Yeah. I think we're we're mostly where pods are casted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so go to our website. Rob made it, it was great. Good website. Uh, uh give us money at patreon.com slash geekcast live and then uh, gcl.threadless.com if you want, uh, I don't know, swag. 
Yeah. Perfect. yeah. Swag swag implies we give it to you. Let's go with purchasable swag. Yeah. Merch. They call it in the South. They call it merch. <laughs> call your grandparents. Yeah. We love you very much. We'll see you in hell. Uh, you could be anywhere and you chose to spend it with us. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Nico here. And as always, we just want to take a minute to thank all those degenerates, ne'er-do-wells, and supporters who make this ill-fated machine stumble to the finish line. We could not do it without you, for better or worse. So thank you, as always, to Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lotta Bartova, Kelly Shuttleward, the Poly Nerds, the K-Man, Quentin Quattrain, my man Dan Shale, Randy the Bang Bus, Bang Bus, Hapless Sam McGillicuddy, Churchill Dowds, I don't know if that's their official website, that might be porn, Rose Rosenstein, Sandy Hornblower, <laughs> that's a Grumpkin's flight right there, that's from, what is that? Charleston, uh, Pinkert Hagers. We've got Jew Dave, which is Dave the Fish, girl from their ways, Three Finger Emily. We love all of you. Get in on the action. You know where to follow us. If not, Joe will tell you. I'm not reading that name because that's not a real person, but the rest of you are. We love you. Thank you, as always. Check this.